Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are watching Season 1, Episode 15, The Benders. I almost didn't get through that introduction. I'm no. fine, guys. Yeah, I was just like, did you say Supernatural? And I was like, <laughs> am I high? <laughs> I'm not high. We're not high, guys. No. Weed is not legal in Australia. I want to make that very clear. Yeah, very, uh, very clear. No, but in the sense of what? But yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. Fucking forgot this episode existed. <laughs> drink. Oh, drink. <laughs> Double drink because, oh boy, strap yourself in. This mm-hmm. is a doozy. Yes. It is a good episode. Yes. I have a lot to say about this episode. Oh, fantastic. I do too. More on the spike that I literally wrote half a page of notes because I was <laughs> just sat on the couch watching going, what is mm-hmm. happening here on this day? Well, let's start with the basics. Uh-huh. This episode was written by John Shaban, who mm-hmm. was a X-Files writer, yep. um, and directed by Peter Ellis, who also directed Bloody Mary, which was uh, another one that we really liked in terms yeah, of look, how it was filmed. So We're starting to see some emerging mm-hmm. patterns. Yeah, which I, I think that's really fun. Like, I'm starting yeah. to get to know the directors and the writers and kind and of it's what making we might sense. expect yeah. from them. Like, I feel like this is a very classic almost, well, I will talk about it in a sec, but X-Files episode, you know, in terms of the kind of structure of it and how it's handled yep yep but there is actually an x-files episode that has a lot of shades of this episode it's called strangely it's called home (laughs) i'm not actually going to talk about the plot you're not there yet in watching the x-files i think it's the second episode of season four okay cool it is the one episode i don't rewatch. oh good it is so disturbing and so dark and so upsetting that I don't watch it. It is the well, Jurassic Bark of the X Files. Yeah. See, look, I'm. I will not watch this episode ever again. Oh, the Benders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, now you're telling me that, and having that, I am watching, you know, in my spare time, X Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, so there's lots of shades of that in this episode. Okay. Um. If, if but I would say that the. The X-Files episode is way more disturbing. Oh, good, by great. a long shot. Fantastic. Look forward to that. Not really. Great. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you, you're not going to enjoy it. I can you, assure Megan you. Megan is going to randomly get the all caps text oh, yeah. messages of what the fuck. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dark. Good. But this episode is called The Benders, mm-hmm. and that is from a bit of history called The Bloody Benders. Have you ever heard of them? No, because I was going to say, I'm like, I don't understand the reference of The mm-hmm. Benders with the whole, you know, story in this episode yes so i will tell me give you you a bit of information um so research this week came from and that's why we drink this was actually christine not m this time law and also a my favorite murder episode so georgia covered covered the bloody benders so i'm going to try and give you the a quick history lesson this is a real quick summary, guys. I highly encourage you to go listen to all three of those episodes if oh, you'd yeah. like to know actual more facts. Just this law is... in general. I love law. Oh, yeah. Go listen to law. I mean, listen the to soothing. our podcast, obviously, like... but go listen to everything Aaron Menke does because oh, yeah, he is phenomenal. Oh, that voice, it's so soothing. It's so soothing. Uh, so in 1870s, some German immigrants called the Benders moved to America. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was John Sr. and John Jr. went oh, out gosh. first. And then their so Mrs bender who's called both elvira and kate and sure. also <gasps> oh what no never mind continue i think i do know this but continue. okay sure and kate jr uh, which was their daughter <laughs> followed so we've got mum and dad 
and then the, the juniors, two, the two kids, the juniors. Um, they said that they were spiritualists, which was pretty massive at the time, and yep. that Kate Junior could speak to the dead. John Senior didn't speak almost any English. Elvira spoke very little. It was very unpleasant, apparently. Uh, mm. John Junior was fluent in English, but my notes said he was a bit off, so I don't remember what that means because I wrote these notes a while ago. But he was—he wasn't quite right. Um, uh-huh. And Kate Junior was outgoing and quite cultivated for the time and location. So they started what, what became a, known. What a- what a box of mixed favorites. Oh, yeah. So this became known as the Bender Inn. It was a general saw and inn because, you know, we're talking the 1870s, yeah. big swaths of land, like not much, not many people live there, like yep. big stops between towns. And so people would set up an inn, which is where you'd come and you'd stop to rest your horses and have food and have water and then move on the next day. And that's kind of what this this yep. this inn was. So it was a pit stop for travelers. <laughs> because everything takes forever is what my note says. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Tracks. And that's why it was also like a general store because they yeah, could get Yeah, generally provisions. like a general store, yeah, in slash probably also was a, a mail stop. Yes. You know. I really I, misunderstood what you meant by mail stop just then. Oh, as like where mail stops like gets delivered. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a post office but not really a post not office. Not that kind of mail stop. Yeah. Not, it not, might be. No, no, look, look, we don't know. We don't know if there are any fancy We ladies. don't know if, if, uh, if Kate Senior was, you know, moonlighting. Turning as, tricks. <laughs> yeah, turning tricks. We don't, uh, we, we. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. So people tended to disappear, but no mm-hmm. one noticed because they were just passing through this area. Mm-hmm. No one was keeping track. There was so much movement in America at that oh, time. Sheriffs. This was kind of pre-sheriffs. This yep. was kind of pre a lot of things. Um, so it's hard to, hard to keep track what with there being no phones is what I've said. Yep. Also so a man named George and his infant daughter went to migrate to a new town mm-hmm. um, and they never came back. Uh, so his will- neighbor William noticed and decided to go find them. But Good William will. was smart. He told a bunch of people in case something happened. So after he also went missing. Huh? Well, um, William, he knows what's up. Colonel York and Senator York. Sorry, don't- did you say Colonel? Colonel. Okay. Uh, Colonel. Colonel York and Senator York and 50 soldiers went to look 50 for soldiers my went God. to look for William after he went missing. Like I said, this is a really quick summary, guys. I feel like William was an important person. I also don't know if Colonel York and Senator York are related to each other. But also or 50 if it's a soldiers. That's a that's a that's a hefty, you know, gathering. Yes. Again, I feel like William might have been important, but yeah. my notes are very summary. They're very Please vague. go listen to all of the podcasts yeah, look, that I will link in the show notes. Maybe even do a wiki. Who knows? And then listen, then pick the one. Go listen to the don't, don't go listen to the Sorry, podcast. Support, support independent podcast, guys. So the he found the bender in the benders were like, oh, these my notes are nuts. My, the benders were like, oh yeah, we remember them, but they left and probably got taken by Native Americans. I get the feeling they didn't say Native Americans. No, they would have but said then, some other things. But then, peop- that, but then other people, such as their neighbors, were like, lol, no, the benders were well dodgy. <laughs> were well dodgy. Were you, were you actually high and drunken when you were writing I don't remember this? when I wrote these notes, but these are some pop quality they notes. They are some zesty, spicy notes. So they stayed in the well inn. Well dodgy. They stayed in the inn. After they got told that the benders were well dodgy, dodgy. they decided to do a massive search of the whole town. And when they got back to the benders inn, the cabin was empty and no one was there, but they could smell something coming from the trap door. And then my notes say in brackets, don't you open that that trap door. There's something down there. So maybe I was drunk when I wrote these. Yeah, look, I'm look. My brain, when you like, they then they smelt something coming from the trapdoor, and my brain just instantly went to 
Don't you open that trap up. That's my brain. Is it something down um, there? But- I would try and find a clip of the stop motion animation that that's oh, yeah, from our childhood. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, really ooky spooky. Ookie. Probably too scary for children, but it was allegedly Oh, look, show. it was clay animation. It was great. So this is where things get a bit like he said, she said, because oh. in some versions of the story mm-hmm. they went into the cellar. In other versions they removed the whole cabin to look like they lifted it up because everything was made out of wood. Oh, so, I'm sorry, 50, 50 soldiers. soldiers. Yeah, just like, there's 50 soldiers. So of course, they could just be like, all right, boys, one, two, but not so. One, two, bend with the knees. Yeah. And they probably had like horses and stuff. Yes. Um, oh, so horses. I don't know which one of those are true, but basically they either couldn't open the cellar door. It was like stuck shut uh, and we'll explain with what in a sec. Or they opened it and they couldn't get yeah. in there. Like the smell was too intense because basically it was full of blood. And like a blood pool? Of, yeah, it was like that's why it was stuck was because of all the bodily fluids and blood. Like congealed. And congealed. I'm sorry, it's so gross. No, I, no, I just read the rest of my notes. What oh, was wrong with me when I wrote these notes? I mean, probably because you read that they basically had a swing pool full of mm-hmm. blood and then you're just like, well, I'm already on the loopy train. Right, yeah, let's, let's continue let's with the loop. Away. So obviously that means that they've murdered a lot of people. That's and- a lot of people to make... Yeah, so Your the own colonel noticed of blood. the colonel noticed depressions in the ground that seemed suspect. They found at least eight bodies in the ground, but mm-hmm. they could have been buried on even like on top of even more people. Oh, fucking hell! They also think that one of the children they found was buried alive with her dead dad on top. Oh, so I think that that was Willie. That was um, William and his infant George daughter. and his infant daughter. Sorry, yes, 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 yes. But yes, I yes. don't like the, again. This is kind of where like. That's the better version is that that's who it was and that's yeah. how it started all of this. But like probs, no, it was like someone else that they murdered. So basically what they worked out that they would do is that the benders at some point during dinner, uh, because basically there was a like canvas mm. between the inn and the general store. Yeah. And so you, and you'd sit at the like table with your back to the canvas. And so at some point someone would go around behind the canvas slit the throats of everybody, yeah. Um, like reach through the canvas, slit their throats, and then like throw them into the pool, into the trap door. Mm. And then they'd go through and find all their belongings because obviously these are people who are travelling with like everything that they own and everything yeah. that they have. And so they would be stealing all of their money and all of their belongings and that was kind of like the point. But Jesus. only like kind of because they didn't ever get a ton of money. But here's the fun bit. The benders were never caught. Okay. They just disappeared. So they just went off and lived the rest of their lives having murdered who knows how many people, including children. Also, there's no proof that they were even a family. In fact, they think Kate Jr. and John Jr. are actually married to each other. They weren't related. They were just married, a married couple, but they pretended to be siblings to like add to the ruse. This is my notes. There was no proof they were even a family, just a bunch of psychos who liked to murder and somehow figured that, that out about each other. Also, obviously, the location is insanely haunted. So that's the Bloody Benders, and that's the origin of the name of this episode. So. Well, I'm not going to have spaghetti tonight. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I actually did have, I made a really nice ragu with some pappadelli. Mm hmm. Um, Kat's going to have a toasty sandwich. Yeah. Kat's not feeling too good right now. (laughs) And I mean, I'm not even joking, guys. Like, whoo. The congealed blood got me. Yeah, it's pretty Ugh. gross. I think you can see the links to this episode 
I don't want to, but I do. <laughs> I look, I don't wanna, but I'm an adult and I'm a grown ass woman who's independent. But mm-hmm. I don't wanna, but I do. But I wanna. I don't wanna. I wanna. I wanna go home. <laughs> well, not yet. We have to actually talk about the yeah, episode. No, I know, but I don't wanna. I don't wanna. <laughs> so we open. Uh, we're in Hibbing in Minnesota. Yep. A boy is watching what's sort of implied to be maybe a scary movie or like yeah. a horror film, and he hears an ooky, spooky sound. And he goes to have a look. He sees his neighbor going to take out the rubbish. Hmm. In an alleyway? In sort of their shared car park of their apartment. And mm-hmm. then he gets taken by Undetermined. Uh, but we now, it, that was the cold open. We now cut to Sam and Dean <laughs> interviewing the boy and his mother the next day. This is the second episode. So we just did, uh, we just did Nightmare where they dressed up as priests. And this time they're in like full state, state police, police gear oh. costumes. They've really gone all in on, on this. You know that they haven't just stolen it. They've obviously, they wouldn't have hurt someone to get the gear, but mm. you know they would have. Pulled a Swifty on them to get the gear. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of them like slowly building up costumes over yep. time that yep. they can use. They are talking to this boy and his mum mm-hmm. and his the boy is saying how he heard this weird noise yep. and it sounded like a monster and then his mum's like, well, tell them what you were watching. And he's like, oh, I was watching Godzilla versus Mothra. And, Dean and then fangirling. Bang, yeah, Dean immediately starts like, fangirling about it um and being like oh my god how good it's so much better than the original and then he like teases sam for liking the new version which would have been the matthew broderick version yep, from 1998 you. but i will say like they sort of like everyone kind of gives dean a bit of side eye for this but it's a pretty good way to connect with a kid, kid yeah and get them to talk to you is to be enthusiastic about the thing that they're talking about like i don't mm-hmm. know i don't think it's bad a bad technique on dean's no, part like because the kid like opens up mm-hmm. a little bit more he like he gravitates more to dean he won't he looks at dean more like mm-hmm. eh. yeah so i think that you know dean he's got that moxie he's got that street smarts like he knows how to connect with people so yep yep it, um and yeah so he reveals that it sounds like a growling kind of wheezing sound yep um and then we cut to a bar uh sam and dean are talking about the Disappearances. The disappearances and that, you know, it could be just a normal disappearance. Yep. Um, except in Dad's journal, this place has been flagged as being. Potential. As being a place where we're for potential for, uh, I think, what they what, what did they call it? Like a vanishing. Yeah, like vanishing spirit or. What I do know, I don't remember what they called it, but what I do know is that they referenced uh, a phantom attacker. That's it. Thank you, Super. Supernatural wiki, as always. But they did reference Spring Hill Jack, mm-hmm. which we were just speaking about lore. Spring Hill Jack was one of the really, 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 like one of the first episodes of lore I ever listened to was about Spring Hill Jack. I will find it and I'll put it in the show notes because it's an episode I still think about. And, yeah, it was a really early one. And, yeah, if you would like to learn more about who Springfield, uh, Spring Hill Jack is, mm. uh, I will link the lore episode. There was just a passing reference in this episode, so not going to go too deeply into it here. So they decide to stick around to investigate more because it's been flagged by their dad. Mm. Um, and it is interesting. This is the first time I think you see Sam interacting with dad's journal. And yeah. Sam's the one being like, dad's pointed this place out. He's listed it. So yeah, he's taking the lead on this one. Yeah. And it's interesting to sort of see as we've gone through with a lot of, you know, home and nightmare and all these episodes mm-hmm. to sort of see Sam's attitude towards their dad softening a little yeah 
Um, so yeah, so I just thought that was interesting because we I don't think we've actually seen Sam interact with Dad's journal up until no, this point. Versus, I think there was a couple of episodes where Dean's driving and Sam's looking at it, but mm-hmm. he's being told you could it obviously have not off screen where Dean has been like, "Open the journal. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going. What's it say?" Mm-hmm. Versus, as you said, Sam using the journal mm-hmm. as a, a reference point. Yeah, exactly. And so I thought that was really interesting. So Sam says that there's a motel mm-hmm. down the road and that they should turn in for the night. Dean's yeah, bit, yeah, Dean's a bit more keen for a pate for a couple more beers. Yeah. Um, but he eventually agrees and says, fine, we'll we'll do that. I've just got to take a slash. I don't think he says that, but he says something along those yeah, lines. He, I think taking take a, a slash is very like Australian Aussie, yeah. <laughs> slang. It's uh, I think you say I'm gonna go take a leak or something. Mm-hmm. And he'll meet him outside, just go wait by the car. Yeah. So Sam goes outside. It's kind of a dodgy biker bar. Mm -hmm. Um, He's kind of looking around and he hears the sound. He turns his little flashlight on. He looks under the car. It's a cat. Standard cat. So he's not, he's like, oh, you know, very like good, sort of a bit of a fake out. And then we sort of hear a sound and then it cuts to an overhead shot of the bar and Dean is coming out and it's clearly later Mm. and Sam is gone. Yeah. And Dean is worried. Dean immediately panics. And it's kind of, it's really, because obviously they're here mm. investigating a phantom traveler and someone who's taking, or something that's taking people. And it's just, it's really interesting to see De- Dean in this kind of very real, normal, vulnerable situation. Vulnerable situation that happens to regular people. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that his brother has gone missing. Yep. And, it's the one thing that does not make sense today, but made way more sense back then is you would just be like, put them on your phone. Like, hello, yeah. where are you? But back then, I'm sure that it yeah. wouldn't have occurred to them and they would have been like, oh, it would have been much more plausible that Sam would have had his phone in, in the car. In the car or in his backpack or yeah, like not he wouldn't on have, him. Not physically. Because they on were him. flip phones. They were not the. the well, no, because the... Sam has a little like. Oh, palm fake, fake Blackberry situation. Yeah, he has a little palm piloty kind of scenario thing yeah. happening. That's right. That may or may not, question mark, get internet. Who knows? Unclear. Yep. The the mysteries of the internet and yeah. the supernatural I'm universe. Sorry. All we know is that he has an email called Lawboy. Yes, that's all we can. De- that's all we can deduce. But yeah, so that's the kind of the one thing that these days they'd be like, we'll just call them on their mobile. Yeah. But at the time, we'll use my find my you know find my phone apps. Mm-hmm. You know those things. Exactly. But at the time, it would have made sense. It, it probably wouldn't have been a plot point. They felt like they needed no. to work because, through because yeah we didn't i didn't think about it until you no. just mentioned it i'm like actually yeah you're very right because the phone was probably didn't have enough charge yeah or yeah it was in one of his like a backpack it wasn't on his person no unlike now where your phone never leaves your possession at yeah, any exactly. time you always know where your phone yeah. is keys wallet phone so the next day sam goes to the sheriff's office to mm-hmm. make a missing persons report obviously it's as, you a guys- state, as a state as a state officer yeah He's obviously pretending to be someone else, mm. but then also he can't be Dean Winchester because yeah, Dean Winchester just... was killed in St. Louis yeah. um, a certain amount of time ago. So yeah. well, he knows this. <laughs> so he, he's pretending to be um, Sam's cousin. Yeah. The sheriff uh, takes the report. This is Deputy Kathleen Hudak or Hudak. Yeah. And for those who don't know, who don't know me personally, mm-hmm. hi, how are you going? I'm Kat, but my actual legal name <laughs> is Kathleen. Yes. So through this entire episode, Kat being me, was mm-hmm. every time we'd hear Kathleen, we'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> it was a very much like jolting episode because mm-hmm. my name is quite an old name mm-hmm. and it's quite, we've had Kat and Kathleen in this, in this season. I know. And it's like, 
I can barely find, as you can testify, when you go to mm-hmm. get, you know, your key ring with your name on it or like oh, a yeah. license plate, there's not enough boards. There's also not enough Kathleen's or Megan's. Mm-hmm. So to have both my preferred name being Kat and mm-hmm. my legal name, Kathleen, all in the one season mm-hmm. of a very popular show, it's a, it, it's a mind fuck a bit. Yeah. Saying it. <laughs> so Kathleen starts to help. Mm-hmm. Help Dean, who is going by the name of Greg, which made me laugh a lot. Yeah, because he um, does not look like a Greg. No, but this is the first time that we see that Sam's full legal name is Samuel. Hmm. So we haven't actually discussed this before or had this before. You've called him Samuel a few times, but I yeah. think that that's just because you were telling 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 yeah. this fictional character off. But yes, yes, yes. That, that, that seems very on brand for me. Yes, uh, but yeah, this, his full legal name is Samuel. But also, this is the first episode. And I'm going to say this, guys. Like, mm-hmm. This is the first episode where I literally just put my pen down and was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Completely. Whoop, we took a left-hand turn mm-hmm. down to Fuckedville. Yeah. Destination, everybody fucked. Yeah. So my notes are very, very flim mm-hmm. because Kat was with her mouth open the entire episode. Because <laughs> of what? You can sort of tell as well with um kathleen starting this investigation mm. the frustration dean feels about yeah how slow the real world works, works you know yeah. he is a man of action yep and, and now and now and as a hunter time is of the essence and he's not used to having to go through any kind of bureau like red, red tape, tape to do yep. anything that he needs to do but his brother has disappeared in the most almost normal way and so he has to kind of follow this this path because what he realized the night before and part of the reason he's doing this, that there was a CCTV camera um, at the bar. Yeah. And on the highway. And that was going out on the highway. So Mm. he needs the help of real people. Yeah. um, Because he doesn't have the technological capabilities to Mm. break in and and access that. No. We now cut. And again, this is another episode kind of like Scarecrow. We're cutting between the two of them because they're not together. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we now cut to Sam. He is in a cage. He is in a cage. He sees the, another man, Alvin Jenkins, which is the man that disappeared in the open. Yep. Um, and he's trying to work out what's going on. Like, where is is he? he? Like what's happening? Really trying to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, we now go back to Dean. Kathleen has gotten the CCTV cameras. Yep. And she flips through and she points out a really kind of old, decrepit kind of camper van sort of mm-hmm. situation. Jeepers um, Creepers style. Very, yeah, very Jeepers Creepers, very creepy. And she's like, that van left just after Sam disappeared. And if you have a look, you can see the van is very old, but the plates are brand new. So the plates are clearly stolen. So that's very suspicious. And so... As they're having this conversation, a another van drives past and it's very old and it sounds like it's wheezing and rasping. Mm. And Dean's like, huh, does that sound like a wheezing, rasping kind of monster to you? And Kathleen's like, oh, I guess. And Dean's like in shock because you can see that he's he's worked something out. But Yeah, like when Dean definitely makes that connection, like that sounds mm-hmm. like a wheezy, growling mm-hmm. noise. He's obviously planting the seed from the cold opening mm-hmm. or from just after the cold opening with the boy who – heard a wheezing rowling sound outside mm-hmm. and the man was gone he's making the connection that potentially yeah. that's what he that's actually what the kid heard he didn't hear a monster he heard a fucked car uh, yeah we now cut back to sam the things that have attacked him and that have taken him come into the yes come into the barn or wherever they're trapped and they feed alvin they don't feed sam nope and as they're exiting sam again i wish i could remember what they actually say but something like i can't believe it 
it's just people. Yep. And which for them kind of is scarier because when it's monsters, you know how to hunt a monster, but when it's people, it's just people. It's just people. Um, And people are unpredictable. Yes. He's like, I can't believe it's just people. Alvin, of course, is like, yeah, Yeah, of course it's just people. You Um, Like they're probably fattening up before they Ned BT me. You've made a few deliverance references. Yep, I'm here. So this is the episode where you can make deliverance references yeah. <laughs> because they, ma- they make deliverance references. For anyone who doesn't know what that means, um, Wikipedia, the plot of yep. deliverance, and then you'll, you'll know what that means. But Sam thinks that that's the least of his problems because he's very aware now that they are in mortal danger of yes. some kind. Dean and the sheriff are looking for the van. They're trying to find the turnoff because there's like there's lots of private roads along here. But meantime, the sheriff gets a notification because she had submitted Dean's badge information for like accounting purposes, and it's come back as as a stolen badge. badge. And Dean's like, "Oh yeah, you know that happens." And he's like, "Yeah, they also had a picture, and it's obviously a uh, a much larger." (laughs) Yeah, uh, African American man. Yes, and Dean tries to kind of talk his way out of it, but she obviously immediately is completely not interested. She's like, "Nah." And I must admit, Dean gives a really impassioned, thoughtful speech yeah. about Sam being his responsibility. He's yeah. still kind of playing up this cousin idea that he's a, definitely not Dean Winchester. What are you talking about? Yeah. But I must say, I got pretty distracted by Jensen's lips during this scene. All right. <laughs> He's got great lips, guys. Oh, he does. He's also got a fantastic smile. Yes. And so I don't quite remember all of the plot he was, points that he covered. He was really leaning in with what well, I've discussed. And I'm, you've discussed mm-hmm. too, but about how he can switch off his emotions very quickly to get a job done, to get, get through the thick of it and just, mm-hmm. you know, call it a day. Yeah. Tick and- a box. Um, he really turned on his emotional fat, mm-hmm. lent into it, and I think he somehow worked out, because he's not an idiot, he's got that moxie, mm-hmm. he's empathised with Kathleen on some level because then Kathleen gives us this great reveal like, mm-hmm. I understand where you are coming from, mm-hmm. I'm not going to arrest you because I was also responsible for my brother mm-hmm. who's gone missing. Yeah. And given the fact that we've had this town has a lot of mm-hmm. missing people because it's disclosed throughout the episode that so many people go missing in this mm-hmm. town for n- and no one knows why. Mm-hmm. Um that she's kind of willing to put all that shit aside mm-hmm. based on the speech that Dean gives. Yeah. So then, you know, on their merry way. Yes. So she says she, he's like turn me in, do what you have to, but we have to find, find Sam it. first. Yep. And she agrees. She says, that's fine. We'll go and find Sam first. Yeah. We cut back to Sam Mm -hmm. and Alvin. Sam's trying to break loose. He's managed to break part of something off, but it's all electronic. What's trapping, keeping them trapped in. And just as he's finished pulling it, the doors open. And Sam's very suspicious. He's immediately like, no, I don't think we should go out. But Alvin is like, no, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, peace out, bro. I'm taking my chances. But Sam's like, absolutely not. And it turns out Sam is correct because yep. we now get the reveal <laughs> of what these people are doing. For anyone who isn't familiar, there's a short story called The Most Ga- Dangerous Game by Richard Connell, which is kind of also a plot for this episode. And so the idea is that the most dangerous game to hunt are human beings. Yeah. And I feel like we see this a lot in lots of different oh, yeah. um, movies. A, and There's a, a Simpsons Halloween episode mm-hmm. where Mr. Burns is hunting game and the game is you know mm-hmm. all the men of springfield you know obviously that was more comical 
than yeah. it was, you know, this current episode of Supernatural. Yes. And, yeah, it, again, it feeds into, as Sam and Dean have made, you know, snippets here and there in mm-hmm. other episodes of, you know, demons, ghosts, ooky spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. They understand because they generally all stick to a formula. Mm-hmm. People, as we all know, being people ourselves, you don't know what where they're going to go. You don't mm-hmm. know how fucked up fucked up's going to be. Yeah. So I think even Sam at one point says, like, with people, with, you know, monsters, there are rules. Yeah. And with yes. humans, there are no rules. They are doing things for their own purposes. Yeah. So, yeah, so Alvin gets hunted yep. and ultimately killed by the men that we've seen sort of come in and out mm-hmm. throughout this episode. We now cut back to Dean and the sheriff the next morning. They are going to um, try and find where this van might have gone. They've Mm -hmm. kind of worked out roughly where it should be and they find a sort of secluded driveway that they turn down. The sheriff is pretty unkeen to let Dean come with her. She's not. No, she's she's not like, no, you, you, I'm pretty sure you're a criminal. Yep. And so I'm not having you come with me. Um, and she cuffs him to her car. Uh, which I find fucking <laughs> hilarious. For, yeah. Obviously for the next couple of scenes coming up on mm-hmm. what happens next. Yeah, absolutely. And so she goes alone up to this kind of really creepy house. Sure does. And she meets a weird, creepy girl. With very dreadlocked black teeth, you know, all the, yeah. you know, just think of a really scary kid who is kind mm-hmm. of, you think maybe a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, she's called Missy and she's doesn't seem to be particularly verbal. Um, no. At least initially. No. But it's revealed pretty quickly that that's all an act. Um, she's looking at a picture of Sam and she starts to smile and Kathleen's like, oh, what, honey? She's like, that's going to hurt. And then what's Bam. revealed to be her dad knocks Kathleen out. With a shovel. With a shovel. <laughs> In the meantime, Dean is trying to break free. He's using the car antenna to sure break out of the Moxie. Cuffs. Moxie. He's got Moxie. He's like, I have a problem. I need to solve it. MacGyver, but also more so on the Moxie side. Exactly. And he, you know, just in time as well, because what turns out to be the sons of the the dad that we have just met, I guess, yeah. um, through through violence, but nonetheless. Um, they're coming back, they've got the van, and so he gets out just in time as they're coming back in. Yeah, because they see the police vehicle and go, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And obviously Dean has managed to skin of his teeth, probably mm-hmm. not a good phrase to use in this episode, No, <laughs> um, has managed to get away. Yeah, and so we cut back. Kathleen is now in the cage where Alvin was. Yep. Sam is there too still. She wakes up and she's like, Sam, is that Sam Winchester? And she, he's like, yeah, 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 you okay? Like instant instant Sam, I will say, of yeah. like just checking if they're okay. They're sort of getting their bearings and then we see the door open and feet coming in and then it's revealed to be Dean. Yeah. Now, there's a few references in this episode to De- Deliverance, the movie, yep. and if you, if you watch the scene back, Dean's mouth is moving because he's actually humming the theme song from Deliverance. The of course now, 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 now. he is. But they couldn't get the rights yeah, for, at the time. for yeah. copyright for, yeah. for him to actually. So that you'll just see his mouth moving, but there's no sound coming out. And that's because uh, they had to, to cut the sound. Oh, um, that would be so Because they couldn't get the hear, rights to it. I, I can yeah. hear Dean just being so moxie, sassy. Oh, yeah. The ling, ding, 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 ding. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I, I'm hearing it and he's my, I'm hearing it in my head. <laughs> and so he comes in. Sam's like, oh, thank goodness. And I, the way that the, this episode is is written and the way this particular scene, the dialogue is written, I really like it because it's clearly written 
so that we see it from Kathleen's perspective. Yeah, not of, my perspective. Not your perspective no. of of them being the Winchesters yeah. and having someone on the outside who has no clue who they are, no clue yeah. what's going on. Like, why are they so on this? Why are they so, like, chilled about getting out? And, like, I just really appreciated the way they wrote their dialogue yeah. and the way they delivered it. it like, cause because it's not like it's directed from her perspective. Like, you're not watching it necessarily. Like, there's one kind of cut to her of being confused, but just the it's just the, the way the inter- that it's the, all yeah, put. The exchange. Is really, really clearly centered on like yeah. being confused. And I will say this is kind of the first episode that you get that sense of like you don't mess with the Winchester. No. Like the, this is not who you want because as we find out in a little bit, they've been doing this for years and years and years and years and mm. years and yep. they've never been caught because they've always been so clever against regular people. Yeah. Second a Winchester gets involved, that's when you're fucked. Yep. Like, And I kind of like that this is that first little sense that you get that. Yeah. If you want, if you want trouble, go to the Winchesters because yep. they will, they will, they will take bring you and the trouble you it's want. Not really a spoiler, but it's it's it definitely they lean mm-hmm. on these in episode future episodes. Mm-hmm. We will obviously we will talk about. Mm-hmm. You will see this very glaring. We have a problem, and mm-hmm. the problem isn't normal. Mm-hmm. And then the next next scene, the boys rock up. Yeah, and absolutely. there's a reason why. So they're trying to figure out how to break. Sam and Kathleen out and having this kind of exchange about what to do. Sam says there's a key that would open the electronic gate. And so Dean goes into the house to try and find the key. And I, you can hear someone, I don't know how to describe this, butchering what we assume to be Alvin. And I have a question, which is, do we think they ate them? Having watched this episode and basically in my notes end at mm-hmm. the cop is called Kathleen. That's where that's how far <laughs> back I stopped because I was like, what? What is the what is the fuckery that is ha- transpiring in front mm-hmm. of me? What's this performance? Yes, I also had a flash to like, oh god, uh, Catherine Knight, who mm-hmm. is um for those oh, who, yeah. who don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, go listen to it. Just pick. Yeah, a I was tr- going to say, Case File did an amazing yeah, thank episode. You. Either all Aussie Mystery Hour or The Zestus History have done a good episode on her. I'll yeah, find look, out. I'll put links in the show notes. I've read the books. Look, yeah. she was from an area that was very close to us where mm-hmm. we live. She was basically a lady who is our. Um, she holds a Australian record for being the first female murderer to never get parole mm-hmm. because she decided to slice and skin and drip her partner's body up and then quarter him like a piece of meat, put it in broth and serve it to his children. Well, she intended to serve it to she her didn't, kids. She, they, she didn't, didn't they didn't see it, it but, but she made place she cards did, she, and names. Yeah. <laughs> she she set out a spread and the spread was their father. I mean that in the most yep. non-disrespectful way, but that is a bare bones. So when I was watching... Bare bones. Oh, bare bones. Oh, God, phrasing. Watching this and seeing mm-hmm. the potential of a carcass mm-hmm. and not knowing if it's, you know, pig or man pig. I think that it would definitely be. It'd be long pig, wouldn't it? It would be long pig for sure. Yeah, and just knowing that, that's why cats stop frying notes because cats like, uh, 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 this. So I didn't, <laughs> go, I didn't go there. I actually went Ed Gein. He's nipple belt. All I remember is his nipple belt. Oh, yeah. I was thinking I was like, nipple belt guy. Who's the nipple belt guy? Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Yeah. Um, so that's Gein. where I went. I went Ed Gein You went Ed sure. Gein. I went Catherine. I mean, 
both relevant in this yes. context of this episode. Mm-hmm. Th- I have questions and, I, and they will never be answered because obviously no one's answering these questions mm-hmm. in this episode. But what are they doing with the skin? You can't eat it. No. Maybe they're, I don't know. So Dean now meets Missy, the girl. Again, she puts on this sense of being, you know, because she's, she's a child and so there's this sense that therefore she must be innocent. Yeah. Um, and not always then the case. she obviously isn't and she mm. attacks Dean um, and then one of her brothers knocks him out. Can I just say the mm-hmm. acting between this child actor, or I should say actress, mm-hmm. and Dean is fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. because they're playing off each other. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a young Millie Brown. Bob- Millie Bobby Brown. Thank you. Like, Millie Bobby Brown is a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. Like, phenomenal. Obviously, Stranger Things and obviously the movie, the Sherlock Holmes movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't think of it right now. Ele- um, Alona. Mm-hmm. Um, or Elona? Whatever. Enola. Thank you. You got that. I, well, I got You got that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So this was giving me some of those vibes. Like, mm-hmm. the way they're playing off each other. Like, Dean's obviously like, don't scream don't mm-hmm. make a noise and she's just like daddy yeah and it's it's great it's like yeah. the panic in dean's face and her reaction and just oh it's fucking fantastic mm-hmm. anyway sorry though i just really want to make a comment that that's where i was like damn that's some really good acting mm-hmm. back into the grossness so there's a really good fight scene in here as well with dean and the two brothers mm-hmm. um and it is fun for me watching this more carefully to watch to see how much like Jensen and the actors are doing themselves compared to stunt doubles. Um, and they do do a lot of themselves. And I just think that's really cool. And I probably would be the same where I'd be like, could I do this myself? I'm going to try. But eventually they knock Dean out. They tire him up. And this is where we get the full reveal that they hunt people for sport. Yeah, just for fun. Because, you know, the world's greatest game is is man. And... Oh. They've, you know, been doing it for years. And I mean, I reckon it'd be generational, but also where's the mum? Yeah, I mean, questions that we don't get answers to. Missy at the start says that mum's dead. Yeah. Um, but we don't really know. We're not really sure who mum is and how she might be related to them. And if, you know, these people, mm-hmm. uh, brothers and sisters, are actually brothers and sisters. Yes. If you know what I'm saying. I do. It's implied, but it's not. Yeah, revealed in the episode. There's no, there's no Russian. Unlike the previous episode, mm. there is no Russian, Russian, Russian nesting doll of reveals. No. So they're then trying to sort of torture Dean to see if anyone else mm-hmm. is coming for them. Um, because one of my car. yeah, but one of my favorite lines from the from the episode is they're getting ready to torture him, and they're like, "Tell us, you know, tell us if there's anyone else coming for him." And he's like, "Oh, eat me!" Actually, no, you might actually do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah. And so that <laughs> Dean that, just being Moxie and sassy. Moxie Dean, and then ultimately the dad gives Dean an ultimatum: decide who we're going to hunt. Yeah, the boy or the girl. Yeah, and Dean chooses Sam, which for me makes total sense because yep. he's like, Sam will take them out, no problems. Um, they don't know what they've got here, and again, that's that sense of like you don't mm-hmm. understand who you've brought into this yeah you don't know who you've brought to this fight yeah you've picked the you know to quote uh Todd Cole, you got the wrong bitch yeah you've brought the winchesters yeah to you and you don't want that no so he sends one of his sons out but he says kill sam in the cage and then kill the woman too mm. oh i think he says kill the bitch yes i wasn't gonna say yeah it was, it's, um it's look i said it because only just so you can get the sense of yeah these people are not people no, they are definitely ferals. the bad guys. Oh, yeah, they're ferals. Um, 
And so Dean is, of course, like tr- freaking out and trying to stop it. Yeah. We go to the, the barn. Um, Sam has broken mouth part of the cage and he throws that at the um, wall, at the, at the brother and sort of oh, stops right. the brother from killing him. Mm-hmm. And then they have a fight in the barn. The dad and the other brother go out mm-hmm. to try and stop it, which leaves just Missy watching Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean's obviously not keen to go up against a girl, a little girl, mm-hmm. her again, but also I think probably doesn't want to actually hurt her. No. And so we get this great kind of fight with Kathleen and with Sam in the barn. Kathleen, like, drops from the ceiling onto them and, like, eventually takes all of the – both of the brothers and the dad out. Yep. Sam goes to go in and get Dean yeah. and rescue Dean. And Kathleen is like, no, I'm going to stay here and With watch. a shotgun? With the shotgun to, to watch the dad. And we've sort of found out through this that Kathleen's brother went missing. Mm. He went missing in very much the same way. And Dean found her his car yeah. in, in, a, in the back lot because they've been keeping the cars of all the people that yeah. they've taken, which, again, kind of links in with the bloody benders in terms of like they would keep all the stuff that yep. they of the people that they murdered. And Sam sort of gives her a bit of a look, but he goes in to get to get Dean, Dean and Kathleen tries to talk to the, the dad, dad and yeah. try to understand and she's like you you killed my brother and then he sort of starts to laugh and like oh that makes sense. She's like I just need to know why. And he laughs and says, because it's fun. And we don't see it. It happens off screen. You just hear a single shot. And the story she gives Sam and Dean is that he tried to escape and got shot. But the implication is there is that she killed him yeah, for what he did to her brother. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It's a really interesting mm. choice because it's not the choice that I think Sam or Dean would make. And no. I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, that their morals are so unique mm-hmm. in their world that they live in. Like yep. Dean has talked about killing a human a couple of times, but he's never done it. But he's never done it, and Sam's always been there to tell him no. And you know, the dad at one point even asked Dean, like, "Oh, have you ever killed?" And he's like, "Well, that depends what you mean," which definitely implies that Dean's only ever taken kind of monster life. Yeah. I guess you'd say supernatural, as you will the supernatural life. But yeah, so I just think it's really interesting she kills yep. this man yep. um, and that she chooses to kill him. Yep, yep. But she also decides to let Sam and Dean go. Yep, and doesn't even – she chalks them out as mm-hmm. um, they got away. Yep, they, they escaped when yep. I wasn't looking and so that way they didn't have to answer any questions. Yep. They tried to get a lift from her and she's just like, mm, I mm. think you're pushing your luck there, guys. Yeah, like she's like, so the road down the left? Yep. <laughs> and you're like – Start walking. Yeah, pretty much. On your bike. Mm-hmm. And so they walk off back back to go on their next adventure. Mm. Sam is teasing Dean for getting taken out by a 13-year-old girl. Yes. And, yeah, that's that's the, the end, end of, of the episode. episode. Thank God. So this is a wild episode because, obviously, this is the first episode we've had where the monster of the week is people. Yep. But I do think that it's really necessary to have an episode like this oh, yeah. where – it's it not the supernatural. It. Yeah, because... it balances it out, keeps you on your toes. Yeah, and it's also obviously interesting from a moral perspective Yep. Um, because with monsters, as they say in the episode, and even Dean says, demons I get, people are crazy. Yep. You know, with monsters there are rules. With monsters there's an understanding as to why they do that. With yep. people there is 
a choice that they yep. have made to take other human life. Yep. And that is something that the boys find really hard to wrap their heads around because they're like, why would you do this by choice well, yeah. when there's enough out there that's going to take you out anyway? Exactly. And because they, they've gone past the veil, mm-hmm. they know that there's stuff out there that yeah. should have more attention to, brought to it, but mm-hmm. it's not because people don't believe. Exactly. And, and you know, they, they fight to make sure that people can live in a world where they don't have to know that yeah. the, the nightmares that are truly out there. So I think it's a really good episode yeah, in, it's in, a that, very, in that perspective. Like a learning episode mm-hmm. as well about how the boys feel about where they stand on the spectrum. Because mm-hmm. I think at this, like what you're watching, you're watching for the first time, mm-hmm. you will start to get, if you haven't already, started asking questions like, do they kill people? Yeah. This is a really good, like, temper check of where they sit on yeah. that on that scale and we obviously know that no they won't kill people just because they're bad yeah so that's it yeah that's it from us today Mm. um go follow us on instagram we will talk about it pod Mm -hmm. uh we are on twitter at we will talk pod go and subscribe on your favorite app if you can please leave us a five-star rating on itunes that's how other people can find us and that gives us a chance to be in things like new and noteworthy yep uh if you know someone who loves supernatural or a work colleague a work colleague a friend a Mm -hmm. family member tell them about us and get them to listen you can find all of our show notes including a lot of references to true crime podcasts oh boy she is uh peppered peppered with true crime oh yeah um is that we will talk about it.com and you can email us at we will talk about it pod at gmail.com but in the meantime Stay safe and squeal like a pig, boy. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye.